Let us continue with a word of prayer. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for Jesus, for the name that is superior above all names. Lord, we know that you have given us uh, angels to protect and guide us, even to uh, uh, throw down the devil. But Lord, we know that your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, the one true God, has uh, overcome and has given us triumph uh, in his death and resurrection. Lord, bless us this day in only Christ. And may this May this word bless us and keep us and strengthen us in our faith. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so last week I know, uh, just uh, before I forget, I know Dave and I talked post about, uh, post Bible study about uh, one of the um, verses, uh, verse 3 in Hebrews chapter 1. I I don't know if you still have that handout, but I'll read it for you. It says, uh, what does it say? Verse 3. Uh, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the God, the Father Almighty, or Majesty on high. So after making the purification of sins, again, it's a much-needed point that needs to be brought up. Remember, Jewish Christians, they were what? They were converts, but yet they still had their own background. We talked about in the Bible, in the sermon about backgrounds, right? They had their own background, and that background was always an easy turn for them. And uh, the purification of sins, when we talk about the purification of sins, verse 4, we very well know that the temple, the tabernacle, was the place to which sacrifices were given in the Old Testament, right? This is where the sacrifice was given, the blood was shed, the forgiveness of sins was given. And time and time again, they would do this every year uh, for the purification of their sins. Now again, what is superior is what? Is Jesus, again, the tabernacle as we see it, Old Testament, points to the New Tabernacle, New Testament, uh, the Word made flesh that dwelt among us. I know we've talked about this before. Uh, dwelt means in First John or in the Gospel of John, uh, John chapter one. Dwelt from the Greek word skeno, which means tabernacle. So why is this important? Uh, because the Old Testament tabernacle, purification of sins. New Testament tabernacle, the Word made flesh, dwelt with us, God with us. Tabernacle is basically uh, the presence of God with us, right? Uh, here, uh, we know that that fulfillment is Jesus as the, the one who washes away our sin. So uh, from the old tabernacle, we should do a study on the tabernacle one time to, just to see all the different, like the showbread, uh, the light, the brazen altar, uh, the holy of holies, the mercy seat. All these things are a foretelling of, uh, of Christ, the incense of the Christ uh, of what is to come, right? So again... Uh, very important in light of the context of our scriptures of Hebrews chapter 1 with the Jews, uh, Jewish Christians, always having that temptation of reverting back to this when in fact it's always about pointing to this, right? So, so he does that uh, good, the author does a good connection um, as it, everything does point to Christ, right? From the Old Testament to the New. And um, that's how we see it. So just a quick uh, tidbit on that. I would do a disservice if I didn't... Um, uh, mention that to you, but I think we can apply this in so many different ways, honestly, um, even in the Christian life, uh, of how we too have our own backgrounds, our own uh, inclinations, 
our own way uh, when, in fact, everything points to Christ, right? The forgiveness of our sins. And, and this, is, this is the key. So um, that's our introduction today. And um, we continue on here in verse 7. Um, if anyone has their Bible app or their um, old school um, paper Bible, um, I can never read things on the computer. I'm always like the, the book with the circles and the highlighter. Maybe it's my astigmatism. I don't know. But um, it, uh, it's so much easier to use a book. But verse, verse 7, if someone could read that. So last week we talked about the firstborn. Right? We're, uh, the author talks about angels and how they're created beings. But using angels as a comparison to who is greater. Who is the greatest? Jesus. And how he is superior because he is God, not a created being. He is God, right? So uh, verse 7, if we could start there, so we could read that for me. Okay, so uh, he makes his angels winds. Now, wind is, uh, what's another word for wind? Um, breath. Good. Tom, was that you? Not that I was surprised it was you, it just tongue. I just, no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Uh, breath. Uh, breath, air, uh, like pneuma, pneumatic. Uh, only if Sheldon was here. Actually, engineers know too. Sorry. Right? Engineers know. Anyways, um, but also uh, spirit, right? So uh, there we know that um, the angels do many good things. They, uh, they are led by God uh, to do good things uh, for uh, protecting people. Um, we know in our notes uh, the obvious ones are the angel Gabriel, Right? Uh, you will name him Jesus, talking to Mary. Uh, he will save people from their sins, Matthew 1. This is the angel, the messenger, giving the good, the good news, right? Uh, uh, we see uh, when Jesus was born, Herod hated Jesus, right? Because he thought Jesus was going to dethrone his throne. Dethrone his throne, yes. Take his throne from him dethrone him. I always tell my kids when I correct their papers, too redundant. I wonder where they get that from. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, Is there a redundant? <laughs> <laughs> now they're taking Spanish now, so it's so awesome. Like, oh, I get to t- correct their Spanish homework, which is great because I get to Anyways, um, to a point, and then, and then it gets too hard with the imperfects and everything, the declensions. I'm like, okay, now I have to review. Anyways, accents, everything. Anyways, but the point is, what is the point? Um, the point is, is that uh, the angel, uh, the messengers help. Uh, they wanted to put, remember the slaughter of the babes, right, uh, of Bethlehem. And that was all in light of what? The holy innocence, the slaughter of the holy innocence, as we call it, to eradicate Jesus. Uh, Herod tried. Uh, and this was by the angel said, you got to go now, Joseph. You got to go now because Herod's coming to destroy. Uh, and now also, uh, when it was time to come back, the angel would tell, time to come back from Egypt. Time to come back. Uh, you are safe. So this is uh, how angels help. But also um, how we all, angels would bring down uh, the destruction of many. Uh, we know in the book of... Uh, uh, Exodus 12, as we see on our handout, uh, the story of 
the Passover, right? The angel of death, right? Would, the destroyer would, if you weren't marked with the blood of the, the animal that they were instructed to do, your house would be uh, the firstborn. There they would be um, destroyed, right? So again, the angels also do that fire. Uh, we see Sennacherib, uh, Syrian, uh, the king, uh, who in the book of uh, Kings, uh, Hezekiah would pray that the Lord would protect them. Um, and uh, Sennacherib would say, no, I'm going to destroy you because we're Assyria and we can do that, right? But no, by the angel, 185,000 were destroyed in that Assyrian army that day and, and they were defeated, right? So we see how the angels play a big role in winds and also fire. The picture of comfort, the picture of destruction or of vengeance, um, as the angels would do these very things ultimately to the devil himself, striking down Archangel Michael in Revelations, uh, striking down the dragon, and that is the devil himself. So there is much to be said about angels in the Bible, but even then, it shows us what? That even then, redundant, um, <laughs> I said that twice, uh, Jesus is superior, right? So think about all that the angels do as created beings, but even infinitely more does Jesus do for us um, as our Savior, right? So again, this is, uh, that comparison is very important because when we, when we dwell upon the name of Christ, uh, that should open up the floodgates of everything that we are according to what he has done. I mean, angels do many things, right? But not compared to Christ and what he brings to the table. So when you say, I believe in Jesus, it's not just like, okay, that's great, I believe in Jesus. No, this is, this is, um, what's the word? This is, um, this is everything. I mean, this is the most, life-reversing promise name that we hear and receive knowing that we are saved from our sin. And knowing that he is superior, that our consciences can be clear because what he says, he gets done, right? Uh, And if angels could do it, infinitely more, of course, when Jesus says it is finished, it indeed is finished. So so again, you know, again, for the Jews... Uh, as they were continuing to see this uh, tension in their lives uh, with going back, he is comparing the angels and, and Jesus, and there he is showing them only Christ. Right? Only Christ. Very, very important. Um, and that's why Jesus can, cannot be compartmentalized. Right? We said in the children's message this morning, I believe, that every single day, you are in the name of Christ. Not just on Sunday, not just when you feel like it, but always in Christ you go. Even for Keegan, as he is going off to college, I'll pray for you. And um, <laughs> uh, as he goes off to college, in a good way. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Yeah, sorry, I'm very like... Anyways, um, don't, don't answer that line that I just said. But, uh, but definitely praying for you because you are going in his name. As I prayed for you this morning, you're going to study hard. Because God has given you your skills to love your neighbor in the field that he has assigned to you. And that's why you're going to study hard.
because you're going to do many great things in this world for the sake of your neighbor in Christ Jesus. That's, that's a thing. Um, so, uh, anyways, um, happy for you, Keegan. Um, verses 8 to 9, if someone could read that. Okay, so but of the sun, he says, so that but of the sun, so now it's going from the angels to the sun, right? And this is the, that transition to what is superior, and that is our Lord, your throne, your kingship, right? This is a royal psalm, Psalm 45, yes, um, and, and this is a picture of a king preparing for a wedding, but again, it has a double meaning. He, the author uses a psalm for this double meaning of this this wedding between Christ and his bride, the church, Ephesians 5, right? And, and we see this royal psalm as one of your throne, O God, is forever and ever. Um, uh, the devil can be dethroned. Is that how we used dethroned earlier? I think that's how, do we use dethroned? No, Herod tried to dethrone Jesus, right? Or Jesus thought he, I mean, Herod thought he was going to be dethroned by Jesus. No, I guess that's not the right one, but. But the point is here is that Jesus' throne is above all things. He is forever and ever, right? So Jesus is eternal. He is God. He is the true king. That is the difference between angels and Jesus. <clears throat> and that he has a scepter of <clears throat> uprightness, this scepter uh, that is described as the kingdom. Uh, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. So when we say Jesus is righteousness, uh, what does that mean? Or that Jesus is your righteousness. What does that mean? Because he is the king. He is God everlasting upon everlasting. What does that mean that Jesus is your righteousness? Or that Jesus is righteous? Is there a difference? Probably subtly, but not really. But any, any thoughts on that? Jesus is righteous. What does that mean for you? Does that come for you? Or does that say, oh, I'm glad he's righteous. <laughs> I don't know about myself, <laughs> but I know he's righteous. Well, good for him. But what, what, is, what is it about Jesus and righteousness? What is the importance of that? I think repeatedly within Scripture, we see the picture of when God looks at us, he sees Christ. So it's the righteousness of Christ which, I don't know whether to protect is the right word or that's what God is seeing. He's not seeing me as the sinful being that I am, but he's seeing me as covered by the righteousness of Christ. Yes. Uh, Marjorie. I was going to say, kind of adding on to what Dave was saying, I think they call it the halo effect, where because of somebody else, you are perceived or seen a certain way. So it's kind of because of Christ that it's not that we're perfect, it's that because of Christ, God sees us through those eyes. Yeah, so everything, as David Marge said, everything is, everything is contingent upon his righteousness. Everyone has a view of righteousness, don't they? Like, like Carrie is righteous, and, and everyone would ask, Why? <laughs> Why is she righteous? 
oh, because she does this and this and this and this, and she's a good person, she has positive thoughts. She's always picking up every, you know, she's always trying to pick up, every, pick up everyone and trying to make them feel better and all these things. But that's not necessarily what righteousness means, right? She is righteous, and Tina, of all people, uh, as a teacher, <laughs> that's how it is, sorry, my words today are not coming out the way I want. But Tina, of all people, as a teacher, does so many great things as a teacher. I heard she has 23 little, little ones in class. I mean, that's righteousness in itself that she does such great work, right? Because uh, I know she does great work, or so I've heard, and, and I know that uh, she does great things. But that doesn't even make her righteous, right? Does that make sense? Uh, that this righteousness is from above, and that righteousness is is uh, Nicodemus, of course, as we see Nicodemus chapter three, John chapter three, not Nicodemus chapter three, but John chapter three uh, with uh, from above, and um, we know that when we talk about righteousness, Jesus' righteousness is his, uh, what is it? Uh, is his own faithfulness, that is his. Uh, perfect life, his perfect death, and his perfect resurrection, that in his righteousness you are made right. But pastor, you know, Jesus is righteous, but I'm unrighteous. I'm like, yeah, but as we said earlier, uh, as the blood of Christ covers you, there you are declared righteous and justified in front of God. His righteousness is your faith, because his righteousness is the work of the gospel. No one but only Christ, the superior one, can actually do such things in a way to which is the most lowly way that we ever know. That is to be crucified upon the cross. And that is your righteousness. Remember that. Because when it's only Christ, and we see our suffering and sin for what it is, it, it, it ought to be only Christ. It can't not be anyone else. I mean, Carrie, yeah, she's righteous. But it's by the blood of Christ she's righteous. By the gift of her baptism she is righteous. But the supper she is righteous. What are all these things? What's the common thread? Given to her. Grace. Delivered. Not anything she's done by her human will or strength, but outpoured to her by the bountiful gifts of our Lord. This is, because of his identity, this is why we see what righteousness is all about. Right? And that's where, as Christians, we need to know that. Because we know how easy it is to go down that wrong way of righteousness. All of us do. Because we all want to play a part. We all want to say, look, God, I'm a, I'm a good person. Look at my name. I've done a lot in my life. I must be your child, right? And actually, at the end of the day, it's Jesus. And, and for the Jews as well. You know, I think when it comes to their righteousness, totally different picture, right? Without Christ, what is that picture of righteousness? It's a totally, in any world religion, right? Without Christ, righteousness is about who? It's about me, not me. I mean me, but you as well. I'd be having a cult if it was about me, right? I'd be leading a cult if it was about me. Anyways, which I don't, so we won't go there. We won't talk about that more. Anyways, but uh, throne forever and ever, righteousness. And therefore, in his righteousness, you have peace. Even when things are falling apart, you have peace. Even when you are riddled with guilt, you have peace because you are forgiven and that God is with you. See, that's the thing. And this is what Jesus brings to the table. Angels do many things, but yet Jesus brings far greater, and that is your eternal life. Remember that this day. I think very important when we talk about Jesus, context of the Jewish Christians, really kind of swaying back and forth like a pendulum to their old way 
and how Jesus really is unique in a sense of the only one who gives us the certainty that you are children of God. That's why you need to hear it. I mean, Nancy said it last week, I think. Um, yeah, you know, when we go out of this door and we go into the world, how easy it is to just kind of, that struggle is real. I mean, I think in every one of us. And we need to hear these words. Not a day goes on that we need to hear, that we don't need to hear the righteousness of Christ, right? We always need to hear it. Uh, and this is where we see his identity being really portrayed to us uh, as he is the anointed one, uh, we see in verse 9, uh, set apart to do the very will of God as a true high priest, and that is to die and cleanse you from all of your sins. Right? The true high priest, tabernacle earlier, right? Purification of sins, the high priest, high priest, true high priest, prophet, priest, and king, right? Prophets of the Old Testament all pointed to what? The true prophet, Right? The true king, kingdom right here. We see it. Now, if he's your king, let thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Uh, you very well know that you are under his lordship, which is, again, his death and resurrection, which has conquered and given you triumphant victory over sin and death. That is not what anything else can give you but only Christ, not even the angels, not even any other world religion, uh, not even Judaism, but only Christ, right? Um, so that's... The distinction. So when you're faced with that, you hear the words all the time at the workplace or with your, even in your own family, extended family, oh, well, we all, we're all good people. We all, all paths lead to God, right? This is where that uniqueness comes with Christ to really distinguish what this faith is all about. Because if it's about Christ and his righteousness, not always lead to God because we know of our sin. We know how we fall short, and therefore his righteousness is our faith. Marjorie, quickly. I yeah. was just going to say, if Mary <clears throat> mumbled under her breath, then it also involves perfection. Yeah, you are perfect. Well, then he was, Christ was perfect. That, that That's right. The righteousness, it's a perfect righteousness. Carrie could be righteous in what she does, but that's maybe momentary. A fruit. It's a fruit. It's not going to be the tree. Yeah, exactly. And you all are perfect. You all are. Um, because you're perfect in Christ. And, that, and that's what righteousness is. Uh, it's not how good you are, but it's how Christ has been righteous for you. So, um, yeah. Huh. Good stuff. Um, all right. Continuing on. Oh, more about Jesus. Oh, boy. Very good. Verse 10 to 12. So can you read that for me? He also says, In the beginning, O Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment, they will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. You know, what is not created is what stays the same forever, and that is God, right? He is immutable, he, he's, not, uh, he's unchangeable, he does what he does, and he follows through, right? Uh, we see right here, uh, the Lord of creation. We see it uh, in the Bible, right? We, oh, Genesis, good segue. We started that on Wednesday, we started that on Wednesday, and we talked about the Holy Trinity in the creation, remember? Genesis 1, 
Uh, we see the, the, the Father, we see the Holy Spirit hovering over the waters of the deep. Uh, and we see John 1, 1, 1 and 3. We see uh, the Word made flesh. Uh, Jesus, uh, that nothing was created uh, without Him, uh, but through Him. Uh, John chapter 1. So, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one true God, three persons. They're in the act of creation. So, there, what does it show? His creative power and almighty, almightiness, that's not a word, um, almighty, almighty, or his might, right? Uh, this, is, uh, this is our Lord. Uh, but also, that, that picture of restoration, right? That is through his redemption. Uh, they will perish, uh, and this is in your notes. I love those dot things. Do you like those dot things? Yeah. No? Right. Sorry. I, those are so cool. I, I like doing those dots. Um, <laughs> um, I told you, I only know how to type fast. I don't know anything about the computer but typing fast. At least 80 words a minute. Anyways, uh, I need that because my mind goes so fast when I do my sermons. I need to keep up with my mind when I type. And I, I, I can't keep up. But uh, they will perish, but you remain. Now, what is, what is that? What, what verse comes up? I think I, yes. I, I put Isaiah 48, 40, verse 8. What is that? Does anyone know that verse? Like, it's about flowers, the grass, but something endures forever. Um, the flowers uh, fade, the grass withers, I think. Those are the withers and fades. And the word of the Lord endures forever. Forever, right? Isaiah 48. So here we see what? Uh, we see, again, s- similar to forever and ever, we see eternally standing, eternally firm, and that is our Lord. So why is that so important for you? Because He is God, He has given to you, uh, not only uh, will you not perish, uh, but our Lord remains. Um. That in, in his eternal promise, there, uh, even though the world will pass away, the Lord's word does not pass away. And that should give you great certainty that even in death, you have life. Right? Yeah. It's always, you, th- you think about those times, um, you know, times of death. You see it so, as a pastor, you see it a lot, but you just very well know that death has lost its sting. And because his word does not, it, it, it never falls. It, it remains forever. And that is always our peace in the midst of all that we face. So uh, what a great uh, picture of Christ this is. Um, yeah, Hebrews 13, which we're in the book of Hebrews. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why is that comforting to you that he's the same? Why is that comforting to you that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Why is that comforting for you? That we can depend on him. That he is not fickle. He does not change his mind on his promises. And he delivers what he promises, right? This is the key. Um, Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. Now, what is this picture? You look at your notes, and here we see what? Revelations 21, new heavens and the new earth. Right? That's what will happen in the return of our Lord. 
is that the old, uh, the old will be gone and the new will come. And this is the picture of the return of Christ. This is what Jesus brings to the table. All right. So, you know, the, the author really does bring a lot about Jesus. And again, last week we talked a lot about Jesus and all the, you know, the radiance of his glory, verses 1 to 4. And now we see yet again more stuff about Jesus and how this is all for you. All this is for you. And, and this is our great comfort, right? Um, so when we say Jesus, it shouldn't just be a, a quick one-liner of he's a good guy or a good person or, or even just, I think even if we just say, you know, Jesus is, um, you know, I believe that he is God, uh, but what does that really mean that he is God, right? You got to go further here, and that's why Bible study is so important. Because at the end of the day, someone's going to ask you that question, and this is what's going to come into your mind, all this stuff, and they're going to be like, okay, your neighbor's probably asking, why did I ask the question? Because it's like an hour in, and they're still talking about Jesus. <laughs> because the vastness of our Lord is not just a one-liner. It's, 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 it's forever, right? Um, and, and what a great God we have. This is who he is for you. Right? Um, okay. Uh, verse, verse 13. If so, could read that? Verse 13. Well, don't tell the Catholics what uh, Peter got it right when Christ says, Who do you say that I am? Christ says, uh, Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And in the next sentence, he says, uh, Something wrong. Christ says, get thee behind me, Satan, i.e. Peter, the first pope. Christ is calling Satan. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, always an interesting discussion. Uh, but, uh, but yes. Verse 13. Verse 13, if you could read that. To which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? All right, so this is a reference to Psalm 110, Matthew 22, Mark 12, Luke 20. So they're all um, uh, there uh, in the Gospels there. Um, Angels don't sit at the right hand of God, right? The right hand of God is a place of authority. In his ascension, he ascended to the right hand of God, and there he assumed all divine authority to be where he desires to be. So when we take the supper... This is all right hand of God stuff, right? This is his authority and power knowing that we can be certain that we are being given the true body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. When God says, I will be with you until the end of the age, this is not just some kind of like flowery, flowery platitude like, oh, I'm with you. No, he's actually with you, all right? Even when things, as I say, are falling apart by your own eyes as you see it, God is always with you, Right? So whenever we tell ourselves, is God with us? And the answer is yes, because he, is, uh, he promises to be where we are according to his very word, the right hand of God, until I make your enemies a footstool. Again, footstool, enemies, authority, conquer, conquering strength our Lord has over, over even the evil forces of darkness. And this is who your Jesus is, defeating death and the devil and... Um, 
by his very death, resurrection, and ascension, giving you life in his name. So very, very good uh, picture of who our Lord is right here. All right. Um, two more verses. We have uh, six minutes. We can do this. Uh, verse 14. If so, we could read that. All right. So yes, so, so they, they, we don't downplay the angels' role, right? They, they all have roles, and they do their job. They do their work. But again, this is all under the reign of the true King Jesus Christ. Not separate, not on their own. You know, um, they're not going rogue. They're always under the royal king, and that is Jesus. So under, 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 under. And uh, there they proceed to do what God has called them to do. Um, again, position, place, authority, Jesus. And that should bring you great comfort because, wow, your sins are forgiven, right? Uh, you have life in his name. Not even death can take that from you. No way. Never. Uh, okay. Uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Uh, so we can read that. We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. All right, this, again, this reminds me of what Nancy said uh, last week. Therefore, right? I know these words are kind of, you probably gloss over them like they're no big deal, right? Therefore, what does this therefore mean in this context? Like when you use therefore, what do, when do you use there? Who's a good grammar person here? Grammar person? I'm more of like, does it look right? Good. In light of what I just said. Very good. That's a perfect way to describe it. Um, so in light of what I just said, so what was just said? It was Jesus as the true king. All this. We, I, could, I don't want to review this again because that will take me forever, literally. Uh, but, uh, um, but in light of this, because of Christ, only Christ, therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard. Now, what, what do you hear in life? That could be a forever discussion too. We, we can hear truth, we can hear untruth. We hear a lot of things, whether good or bad, sinful or uh, of what is of God's word, right? Uh, therefore, because of Christ, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, right? So when you hear God's word, when you study God's word, like we're doing right now, or you just heard the word in the divine service there at church, um, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of Christ, uh, is it easy? You could be honest with me, I won't get... Because um, <laughs> I'm human too, by the way. Did you know I'm human? No. Yeah, uh, uh, don't be sarcastic. That's not nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but as a human, you, you very well know that it's been a long week. Oh, she, oh no, no. It, it'll be humbling to, to assess my humanity. It is very, my kids could do a great job of that too. Anyways, uh, but you've had a long week. 
because you all had a long week. I, I know there's a lot of teachers out here, and that's, I think, honestly, I'm not just saying it, just what a, what a great, important job that is. Anyways, um, and everyone else, I'm not downplaying anyone else's vocation. I'm not saying that, all right? <laughs> but you've had a long week, you're tired, and then you come to church, and you hear God's word, but you're so tired that like you're, even your olfactory nerves, is that right? It sounds so... Uh, <laughs> oh, your smell, yeah, your smell goes away, right? I mean, you're... <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's not what I meant, though, but your auditory nerves are just dead. And you're not, you're there, but you're just like... Oh, trust me, as a pastor, I'm preaching, and sometimes I, some people stare too closely. I'm like, why are they staring too sternly? Or they just do one of those sometimes, or, you know, we always look at body language. Not saying you should check your body language as you're, but the point is, we, hearing is, is what the devil does not want us to do, because without hearing God's word, we will drift away, you know, and, and that's why. See, the, uh, the importance of hearing God's word is this. It's not just to learn something or to check the box. Because at the end of the day, if it's about that, about checking the box, it's about your goodness that you bring to the table. Now, if that's why you come to church, then at the end of the day, what is your, what is your reason of why you don't go to church? So, so I'm a good person. Like, I bring something to the table. And I don't, you might not say it, but... I don't need to hear the word this week. You know, my life is good. I'm a good person in general. I've done my share, right? Uh, and it's easy to go down that way uh, of why we do things. But when you hear God's word, this is, we, we know we need to hear it because those are the words of Christ. Because it's like that driftwood uh, in the water. It's just drifting on this stream. It's so easily that it gets away from us, Right? And we hear so many things in this world, radio station, podcast, co-workers, uh, that we are inundated with a lot of good things, informative things, like sports radio, like, <laughs> I got to hear about my Rams. I hear good things, right? Not so much about my angel baseball down there in Orange County. Kind of rough. Uh, but um, they don't even talk about angel baseball up here in LA County. It's like, it's all Dodgers, of course, because they're doing good. But angels, it's like... I lived in Washington all those years, and all I heard were Mariners, and I'm here about Dodgers. It's not my angels. Anyways, uh, but the point is, is that we hear so many different things. And this is the time that we come to church to hear God's word, to study God's word, to be centered back on who we are under what he has done for us, to receive the words of eternal life. I mean, this is the way to which that drifting, ears perk up, pointed back to the cross, living under his name, all his attributes come out here, and there you are comforted, because the world will try to comfort you. Trust me, your flesh will try to comfort you and say, look, this is your goodness, this is your comfort, so do that. Here in his word, above all things, even the angels, even the world, even the flesh, even the devil, Jesus is superior, and he is your king. This is what you need to hear. And you might come to church and say, I made it. But trust me, the devil doesn't stop, does he? I guarantee I'm no mind reader because I'm human. 
<laughs> but uh, I guarantee many of you had a thought in your mind during the service today that wasn't of God. Because I do it all the time too, right? Even when I'm leading service, honestly, I shouldn't talk about this, but um, uh, you have other thoughts. I mean, for me, it's like, okay, am I ready for my sermon? Am I ready for my sermon? Do, do I have everything in? You saw me earlier in the morning get out my bulletin and circle something. I don't know if you noticed that, uh, but that was something that popped out. I said, I should put that in my sermon, so I circled it, right, to put it in the sermon. But uh, just all, a lot of things going on in the mind, uh, and I guarantee for you guys, too, uh, Tina might be thinking about the 23 kids that are coming up this week. Okay, what, what's on the agenda? Uh, just as well as Jennifer, what's on the agenda? I have a lot of stuff to do. Um, and, and it's easy to be distracted. All of us can. But here it says, be careful. Close attention to what you hear because this is the word that is of Jesus for you. And this is your life of faith. A lot of things that are happening here as you hear God's word. And that is why we come. Because you know that you need to hear it the words of the gospel, forgiveness for you. And that's why we come week to week, not to do something good for God or not to give him two hours of our week. That's not what this is all about. This is to hear the words that this world will not tell you, the words of Christ, the laundry list of who he is. And all this gives you that comfort and assurance that you are a child of God, blessed and redeemed by his blood, uh, by the very word and sacrament. And that's why he's saying, be vigilant. Pay close attention because you will hear many different things that will turn you from Christ because you are a Christian and the devil is there to do what? To turn you from the very word, even when you're sitting in church, in the pew. Constant. That's why you come prayerfully, hear God's word, lest you drift away from it because that drifting is there, trust me, for all of us. Uh, Nancy said it, as we go out of this door this week, we'll see the challenges that are at hand. But to see that is very important. Does that make sense? It's not just life we're living. We're, we're living in Christ. Take up the cross and follow him. I know I'm belaboring this point and I'm just talking, but, but it's very important to see that drift reality, that tension, law, gospel, and to proceed in the word, pointing back to Christ. This is why we hear what we hear time and time again. I've already heard Jesus, Pastor. You always talk about him every Sunday. I know what you're going to talk about. But why do we need to, why, why is that such a blessing when I hear that from you guys? Because that's everything, right? Jesus Christ, the crucifixion, the sacrifice. This is all for you, and that's what we need to hear because driftwood is real. And there that tension is in that water as we're going down that stream of so many different... Um, is that like a... What is that called? The water that disperses into many different streams. And in... Not, a trip. Oh, wow. Tom. What would I do without Tom? Um... Good question, Lord. Anyways, um, but before we close, Carrie, do you have a comment here? Well, I was just going to say about um, paying close attention and during our day and walking out the door. I, I try myself, like literally, to give myself little reminders because I want to stay focused, but when I walk out the door, it's hard. So um, I've, I've started building in like my passwords are, are things that are going to point me to Christ, and my uh, in, in in little books I'll I'll write little things or messages on my mirrors or just little little words that point me. Just, I just do little reminders in different places of my life 
I always want, when I start with kids every morning, just to remember what my focus is going to be, that hopefully I'm going to do the Lord's will. And, and I need something to remind me. Usually that's going to be my password. You know, but just little <laughs> ways to read my password to get in. But it, it, really it does help me. Just I need those literal little things well, to bring me back. My, my and then I'm going to need it half an hour. I'm going to need it 20 minutes later, five minutes later. But, yeah. Yeah, and, and a good way and a good way to have those passwords is to remember, uh, let's say, what you maybe a, a word in the study, but also the sermon title. Uh, if you remember the sermon title, that could always uh, remind you of something uh, of going into the the week. Uh, but remember that this day, a, a lot of stuff here. Uh, but we should close now. We're five minutes late, so let's close. Uh, with a word of prayer. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, we know that you have given to us by your grace, Jesus Christ. Lord, we, we, we are so thankful for your kingship, uh, your authority, your, etern- your eternal uh, promise as you are immutable, that you deliver what you promise. Bless us, O Lord, in the comfort of salvation, knowing that these are the words that we need to hear and that your word uh, uh, guides us uh, to your truth in the midst of this world that uh, desires for us to drift. Bless us, grant us your wisdom and faith, and lead us, O Lord, this week, always in only Christ. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.